Today's episode of The Daily Ding is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimum. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can start with a free stock by going to thedailyding.robinhood.com. That's thedailyding.robinhood.com. Welcome to The Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This all goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a Frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We got you covered from Thursday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Javon Edwards, Rob Lopez, firing up the snubs list. Coming up on today's show, we got a new all-star format. We got suspensions coming from a Knicks scuffle, and we got a big battle out west in the mountain time zone. But first, Trey, we have our 2020 all-star player pool. It's set. The first news, you're not getting a game of the night yet. You're getting the all-star reserve. So just to recap, in the East, we have Giannis, we have Joel Embiid, we have uh, Trey Young, we have Kemba Walker, we have Pascal Siakam as your starters. Your reserve list is going to be Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Bam Adebayo, along with DeMontis Sabonis from the Pacers. In the West, you have LeBron, you have Anthony, Anthony Davis, you have James Harden, you have Luka Doncic, you have Kawhi Leonard, and the West player pool for the reserves is going to be Damian Lillard, it's going to be Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Russell Westbrook, and CP3. So Trey, first of all, who got snubbed? I like the East. I have no complaints with the East, okay. even though I thought Zach Levine was, you know, having a good year. Um, but the East, I thought they got it right. You know, uh, most people would say Lowry. Lowry's averaging 20 and 7 on the second best team in the Eastern Conference. And then you look uh, down the line, uh, I felt Bam Adebayo deserved to be there this yeah. year. And Jason Tatum could either go or uh, Jalen Brown could either go. But I'm not too. I'm not upset with that. My big problem is with the West. Ooh, okay. What's going on in the West? And in the West, you know, right now, it, it, Chris Paul, rightfully so, he was written off last year. Came back, did his thing with Oklahoma City, a very young team, got them, you know, part of relevance with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, so I, I like his nod, but he was also a um, a wild card between him and Devin Booker. And I felt like Devin Booker should have been on this team. He has been consistent all year, except his team has been losing basketball games. They're 10th in the West. Um, and Russell Westbrook didn't have the hottest start, but has been on fire in January, um, carrying the Rockets during Harden's slump. But I still think that uh, Devin Booker should have um, uh, kind of beat out Westbrook in that spot. I know a lot of people complained about Brandon Ingram, but he fills out the front court, and he also had a very hot start. Yeah, and, and he's he's been great, man. Yeah, Ingram's been great. Yeah, I, so I guess the big debate is just Russell Westbrook or, or Devin Booker, right? Because right. like DeMar DeRozan's been fantastic, but I don't think he's quite an all-star this year. Uh, John Moran's been fantastic, 
but he's a rookie, right? And seventeen just, and seven, not gonna cut it. Yeah, exactly. Even though they're eighth, and then Carlton Towns missed like sixteen games. In shouldn't a row, even right? be. Yeah, shouldn't he, even be like, brought up not, right now. He's not on the snub list for me. And Paul George missed nope. too many games. Like he's not on the yep. snub list for me either. Um, but yeah, so Devin Booker, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook's numbers are good. Devin Booker's numbers are good. Um, Westbrook's getting the nod for you know one being a guy who's been an All Star forever, right? Like I think this is like his ninth or tenth selection. And then on on the other end of that, look, you can be a losing team guy that gets into the All Star game. We've seen it plenty of times over the years. You have to put up ridiculous numbers in order to do it. At least as of late, like Trey Devin Booker's been killing for like. A month and a half. Like, he's been good all season, but he's been killing for like a month and a half. 13 of 15 games with 30 points or more. Ooh. And it's, it's 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 tough because obviously I got to see at face value. And Monty Williams made, you know, campaigned and called buddies and, and did what he possibly could. That was his mission. His goal, if anything, was to make Devin Booker an all-star this year. And unfortunately, he fell short of that, you know, that goal. But um, I felt this is the only year Devin Booker could possibly become an all-star with Clay and Steph not, you know, being active this season as much. Um, and, yeah, man, it's only going to get tougher because the West is stacked. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I was told shut up by a Phoenix Suns fan Ooh. when I compared it to uh, Monte Ellis playing in a stacked Western Conference. It's not that they. I'm comparing the players. I'm comparing the situation yeah. of despite you're having a great year and your numbers are on the on the bubble, you're not going to make it just because those guys in front of you are either, you know, playing, you know, playing, getting their team in the contention, the playoff contention, or their numbers are just ridiculous and just don't have a chance. So uh, unless unless Phoenix votes for him, I don't think he ever gets in. Yeah, and Trey, I think part of that too is just like, like if if it's relatively a toss up, and Suns fans won't feel it's a toss up between him and Westbrook, right? But let's just say it is a toss up. The tiebreaker is kind of going to be the the team record, right? And what and like if you're leading your team to victories, and I don't think you, I don't think it's fair to say that Devin Booker's not leading his team to victories. Like he's doing what he can. Like, I don't know that you can ask Devin Booker to do more, but if we pretend all things are equal here, the, you know, the, the winning guy is almost always going to get the nod in my opinion. Like, I just, yes. I just think that that's the case. And, I, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that's fair. I'm not saying that Westbrook's had a better year than, than Booker. It's just, I think that's how the coaches are going to vote. Like we got to remember these are coaches voting. Yeah. That's the thing that people are are, are are forgetting. They're blaming the NBA and the media. This is all the coaches, and this is what they're doing on a night-in and night-out basis. And as far as late December, you know, uh, in late December, the last six games, Russell Westbrook was averaging 30 points. And then January, he just lit January on fire. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the right time to wake up. If Even if you're like – not playing well. If you can get a mid-December to full January stretch, you can get into the All-Star game. All right, so let, let's go back to the East real quick because Bradley Beal feels he's snubbed. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it, honestly. It's disrespectful. But the real ones know, so I'm going to just keep competing. And I'm going to try to get my team in the playoffs for sure. His fiance feels he's snubbed. Uh, he might shouts to Kamaya. Sure, she's she's riding for him, right? Like 
uh, it's possible he was snubbed, but if we're going to take someone off the East reserves to put Bradley Beal on, who are we taking off? Like, I guess people would argue Lowry, but I like I think Lowry's been great this year. I mean, every year Lowry is you know has to has to scratch claw and and bite his way back onto the All Star team, you know, and he's never respected in his position ever since Justin Bieber helped him votes to get him starting. But yeah, I mean, like I said, again, some people will say Bradley Bill has empty numbers. It's hard to score in the NBA um, on a consistent basis, and he's averaging a lot. And Isaiah Thomas even said that, you know, they don't get the love and respect because they're not on TV every night. But I, you got, I'm going to reward the winner all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's tough. So That's so, all it is. It's empty stats at this point. And, I mean, Trey Young probably wouldn't be in this conversation if he wasn't voted in as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's an excellent point. Um, so, so to put it into context, uh, we have nine first-time All-Stars. It's the most first-time All-Stars since 2010. Booker and Beal are the only players in the last 35 years to average 27 points per game and not get selected for the All-Star game. I mean, I, like... In the in the West, yeah, I think you can argue, you know, Westbrook or Booker, like we like we said. In the East, I would have put Jalen Brown on the on the roster, you know, from the from the Celtics as the second guy next to Kemba uh, from Boston over Tatum. And then if you're looking at just Tatum versus Beal, I might go Beal over over Tatum. I know you know the Celtics are winning, the Wizards aren't, but Beal's just been unreal, and so. It, th- to say a guy I wouldn't got, be mad. I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah, to to say a guy got snubbed, it means you. It means you got to take someone off. So if we figure out who to take take off there, I just don't know. It's just the whole idea of guys getting two in. I'm not. I'm not too crazy about that. The fact that you only can get twelve all stars as is. Yeah. I think they changed the format and take the top twenty four conference and remove the conferences and just take the top twenty four best players of that season. I think that would alleviate everything. I think that um, the players should have the majority vote, remove the media vote, and then have the coaches vote reserve. And I think everything would be solved. More All-Star Weekend news. Uh, after Dame, Damian Lillard was announced as a reserve, he announced that he'll be joining the three-point contest. And we're getting Aaron Gordon in the 2020 Slam Dunk Contest. So we have Derek Jones Jr., we have Dwight Howard, and we have Aaron Gordon. Are we going to get Ja? Are we going to get Zach Levine? Like, we got to get Zach Levine in this, right? I don't think we get Zach Levine because he didn't make the All-Star team. I think that was the way to lock him in. That's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get him to relent on that. I would love Levine versus Gordon again, but I just don't see it happening. So let's take what we can take. And then we have a new format, Trey. The NBA has changed the All-Star Game format to try to bring some interest into this game. So each quarter is going to start 0-0 and be 12 minutes long. Each quarter will be a new opportunity for teams to win money for charities. They're playing for local Chicago charities, so there is a good aspect to this, but it's just win the quarter. It's not necessarily win the game, but then once we get to the fourth quarter, there's no time on the fourth quarter. The final score will be uh, the leading team's totals after three quarters plus 24 points in honor of Kobe Bryant. So if you're up 195 at the end of the third quarter, you just got to get to 124 and and then and then you and then you get the victory. 
Otherwise, the uh, the team that's losing still has to get to 124. They obviously have more ground to pick up. This was to honor Kobe Bryant, which I do like. I do like that aspect of it. Uh, in total, the NBA will be donating five hundred thousand dollars to local charities, three hundred thousand dollars for the first three quarters, and two hundred thousand for the final quarter. Uh, Trey, do you like this basketball set of rules that have just randomly come down for the All Star game? I don't love it. It's weird, right? I think it was put together last minute. Yeah. It's lazy. I mean, I like the idea of, you know, honoring Kobe Bryant and, you know, those who passed away. But at the end of the day, if this doesn't work out, we got a chance of losing All-Star Weekend and it becomes the Pro Bowl. And I enjoy All-Star Weekend. It's already bad that players who make the team are faced to deal with the media for five days when they rather be on vacation, like their their teammates that didn't make the All Star game, and now you're putting in a situation where they have to play up to a certain amount of points. Say we get the fourth quarter and it's 100 to 95, and all of a sudden they got to score these 24 points. Yeah, Trey, we Man. might just get eight three pointers, right? Like, I mean, it might not be. It might be quick. Man, I don't know. It, I don't. I don't. It can either be maybe. really bad where guys just kind of gas out. Yeah, or it can go really quick. So, yeah, Trey, Trey, what if it's one hundred and seventy? Right, like, what if it's just a blowout at that point? Like, no one's gonna try in that. They're just gonna yeah. try to get out of there. So, I, yeah, I don't know. And then, last bit of news from the NBA for tomorrow: Alfred Payton, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Marco Goodrich. Uh, they're all suspended one game after that Knicks Grizzlies fight. Marcus Morris was fined $35,000. Jay Crowder was fined $25,000. Jackson and Goodrich were were fined or were suspended, I'm sorry, for uh, leaving the bench. Uh, Trey, you good with those uh, penalties? Yeah, absolutely. I still think it's funny that Peyton, you know, lost his cool and and tried to to protect the unwritten rule. But who made up the unwritten rule? I'm still trying to figure out who's the guy that just was like, that's Bush League and push whoever tries to score or don't let them score on your home basket. You know what I mean? Like, and you're NBA players, man. Just go stop them. I'm done with this stuff. I'm done with these unwritten rules. Write them down if you want them, if you want them out there. All right, Trey, let's get to the big game of the night. Nuggets 106, Jazz 100 in Denver. They started Joe Ingles entering tonight. The Jazz were 20 and 6, scoring almost 116 points per game since Joe Ingles entered the starting lineup. And they could have used more of him because Donovan Mitchell was bad in this one. Zero points until 403 left in the game, Trey. 403. Left in the game. That's when Donovan Mitchell scored his first points. He was one of 12 for the field. He finished with four points. Uh, they almost got saved by Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, 37 points, a career high, scored 24 of those in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jazz are now 14 and four since trading for him. Uh, he was fantastic. Jazz were down by 17 in this one. They cut it to three uh, late in the fourth, but uh, the Nuggets fueled by Nikola Jokic he scored 11 straight points down the stretch he was fantastic in this one uh Denver just all over the Jazz defense 66 points in the second half um Trey this one was obviously a horrendous showing for Donovan Mitchell on the on the night he gets named for to his first all-star game uh Rudy Gobert was pretty good in this one but Denver at home just too much oh man it was a game of runs they really just gassed out and yeah like you said Mitchell (laughs) If you're gonna be an all-star, you gotta prove it, man. And I'm pretty sure guys are who who got snubbed or, you know, 
didn't get a chance to even get their hear their name called or smirking at their performance, you know, like, oh, I've, I haven't did that this season, you know. And and again, if it wasn't for a guy named Jordan, man, the game wouldn't even be close. It would have been real bad, real, real bad. Uh, Jordan Clarkson knocked down seven three pointers in this one. Uh, and that was a Denver team with no Jamal Murray. No Gary Harris, no Paul Millsap, no Mason Plumley. They closed the third on a 15-0 run, um, went on a 27-1 run through the fourth quarter. Just, I mean, just we're absolutely cooking a Jazz defense. That's pretty good. Mike Malone claims this is the best win of the year for the Nuggets. It might be this, and this is the. I think this is the first time they've played this season. They've got three more games between the between the two teams. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, like I mentioned, four points on one of 12 shooting. He did have eight assists and five rebounds, but just not enough there. Jordan Clarkson, 37. 13-22 from the field, 7-15 from three-point range off the bench. Gobert had 21 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks. Boyan Bogdanovich had 18 points. He hit six threes in this one. And uh, Georges Nyang with uh, 10 points off the bench. But for the Nuggets, Jokic, 28-10, 4-3. And that's the thing, Trey, like, Jokic was incredible. He's not doing this against some some bum on the other end, right? Like he was scoring some good baskets against Rudy Gobert. Yeah, nah, he's, man... He was he was working, man. That's the thing, man. Like, this is a good team effort. You know, like it, it also shows how deep that Nuggets team is. Yeah. You know, when you really think about it, it's Ray Craig and you know those guys down the line. Michael Porter Jr. Definitely got to talk about him. He had a good night. Yeah. He has been you know exceptional as far as being part of this rotation, and I think. You know, going into the playoffs, it's going to be even more fun watching his coming out party and watching him do what he needs to do to uh, show the world why he was once the number one prospect coming out of high school. Yeah, absolutely. He finished with 12 points, 12 rebounds. He was just so smooth in this game. Will Barton had 18 points. He was the second leading scorer for the Nuggets. Jeremy Grant with 15. Torrey Craig, as you mentioned, 13 points and 10 rebounds. And Trey, it could have been a lot worse, right? Because this Nuggets team only hit like nine of 27 for three point range. Like they should shoot better than that. They could have really put it on, on the jazz in this one. And the jazz have been playing excellent basketball, but this is a stretch of games where they have uh, 10 tough opponents in a row leading up to the all-star break. And people were criticizing them for, you know, beating all these bad teams during this stretch of really good play. But Trey, they they've kind of failed that test a little bit so far this week, and they need to kind of rebound a little bit and get back to their jazz winning ways. I mean, at this point, if they don't, I, like I said, I'm not going to panic. I just it's just a bad loss for them. All right, other big game tonight: Hawks 127, Sixers 117 in Atlanta. Trey, can this be right? Ben Simmons played, Joel Embiid played, everyone played except for Josh Richardson, and the Hawks just put it on them. Where did the where did the Sixers defense go? How is this how is this okay, Trey? What happened in this one? I know Trey Young went off. Trey Young went off. All right, before I let you talk about this, Trey Young, 39 points, 18 assists. It's just the fourth game with at least 35 points and 18 assists since 1991. Baron Davis did it in 06. Tim Hardaway Sr. did it in 93. Kevin Johnson did it in 91. Tiny Archibald's done it seven times. Or I'm sorry, Tiny Archibald's done it four times. Oscar Robertson's done it seven times. Lenny Wilkins has done it just 17 times in now NBA history with at least 35 points and 18 assists. So Trey Young killed him. But how didn't the, like, Trey, what happened to the Sixers in this one? Why were they bad? Atlanta nightlife. Oh, okay. <laughs> Atlanta nightlife, man. Two words, man. That's it. But no, uh, kudos to uh, Lloyd Pierce getting his team ready and fired up to play against these guys. Um, you know, 
Trey had an exceptional game. Like you said, 39, 6, and 18. You know, the Sixers had no excuses. They only missed Josh Richardson. Yeah. And, you know, they just played well, man. They, you know, they they did what they had to do and, and, and did what they, you know, as far as competing still. That's the thing. Even though they're bad teams in the NBA, they still can win any given night. And uh, that proved it. So, I mean, obviously, whoever the Sixers have next, they're they're probably going to lose because, you know, the Sixers going to want to redeem themselves and play very well. But this is this is a bad loss for them to be to be dropping one to one of the team, the worst teams in the NBA. Yeah, you can't you can't allow 127 to the Hawks. And Shaq did Shaq's with you. He labeled this one the Magic City curse. Uh, that, <laughs> that's that's uh, maybe the, the reason there. Um, Joel Embiid was back for a second second game. Uh, since missing all that time with the finger injury. Uh, they had good balance between Embiid and Simmons. Simmons was fantastic. 31 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals. Joel Embiid, 21 points, 14 rebounds. You got 21 out of Tobias Harris. You got 27 out of Shake Milton. 27 from Shake Milton. That's my guy. I love that guy. Uh, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. But, man, 7 different Hawks in double figures. Like I mentioned, Trey Young, 39 points, 18 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, 18 of 20 from the free throw line. John Collins had 17 and 20 in this game. Rookie DeAndre Hunter had 15. Damian Jones had 14. Kevin Herter had 12. Cam Reddish had 12. Vince Carter had 14 off the bench. Um, Trey, are this like we came into this season thinking the Sixers were just going to be this unbelievable defensive team, and that they've been good, but that hasn't been the case. Like, what's with the Sixers team? Like, is it just? They've got guys in and out of the lineup, in and out of the rotation too much to find that continuity, or, or do we do we maybe overrate them earlier? A little bit of both. I think it's the inconsistencies. You know, I think everyone fell in love with the, you know, on paper the length, showing like, oh, this team has size, yeah. but you know they've lost a lot of guys, and they lost a lot of key valuable guys from their team last year, and that that, that were unsung heroes to their success. And they're trying to fine tune and, and and mix lineups up and see which guys can deliver to help them win. And and right now it's still some growing pains and they still have a couple months to get it right. But they may have to make another trade. They lack three point shooting and they lack, you know, they're okay on defense. They're not they're not really good. So there's things to there's always room for improvement. Maybe they consider of trading for Derrick Rose or you know bringing in another guy. Um, that can knock down the three ball. Yeah, they got they got to figure something out because, and th- and once again, this is just another problem for them. They're really bad away from Philadelphia, and so if they can get home court advantage in the first round for maybe a second round, fine. I feel a lot better about them. But they're so bad away from Philadelphia, and this was another case of that uh, in Atlanta, just unable to to get victories, and they just man, they struggle on the road. And I don't know if they if they can't. If they can't get more home games than road games in the playoffs, maybe this team just is not capable of living up to their potential. All right, let's get to the rest of the games from Thursday night. Raptors 115, Cavs 109 in Cleveland. Raptors struggled to put the Cavs away in this one. They had a 14-point lead in the second half. Cavs cut it to one multiple times, but Norm Powell ran off eight straight points in the fourth. A couple of free throws, three-pointer, got a steal. To secure the victory, it's the Raptors' ninth win in a row. Serge Ibaka, 26 points. Kyle Lowry, the the, uh, the all-star, 23 points, five rebounds, five assists, four steals. Pascal Siakam had 19, five, and four steals. Uh, Norm Powell had 16 points off the bench, including that eight straight in the fourth. He's been fantastic as of late. 
Colin Sexton, 23 points, four rebounds, four assists for the Cavs. Kevin Love had 23. Darius Garland, 16 points, eight assists, five rebounds, but did miss a key free throw late in the fourth quarter that would have tied the game. Said the Raptors hold on. Wizards 121, Hornets 107 in Washington, D.C. Wizards outscored the Hornets 66 to 47 in the second half, including a 31 to 19 third quarter. Bradley Beal pissed off about the all-star reserves, 34 points, nine assists, nine rebounds, did not talk to reporters after the game. Uh, just very upset, but his uh, his fiance did. She talked to to the Wizards broadcast after the game, and she just had some phenomenal comments, uh, saying that it was all politics and everything. Isaiah Thomas, eighteen and six, uh, that six rebounds by the way. Uh, Thomas Bryant, twenty one points, eight rebounds off the bench. Miles or Miles Bridges, twenty three points, six rebounds. Terry Rozier had twenty one. PJ Washington with fifteen. Hornets only seven turnovers in this game. They won the turnover battle eighteen to seven and still lost because they are the Hornets. Celtics one nineteen. Warriors one hundred four in Boston. Special pregame tribute for Kobe Bryant, uh, including a video. One of the biggest rivals in the Celtics history uh, trade. That it was just it's cool to see. You know, obviously the tragedy. It, we don't have to get into the tragedy of it all, but. The way the league has responded around this and celebrated Kobe and celebrated the Lakers to see the Celtics come out there and just be so openly giving in a celebration of Kobe. That was cool to see. Yeah, I mean, for Bryant to be uh, one of Mr. Lakers and be celebrated, you know, by a rival team and then just see overall the, the league, you know, it's been so much love and unity throughout the league and support um, rallying together to you know, honor Kobe Bryant. And I think that they'll continue to do a, a good job about it. Um, it's just a disheartening and unfortunate situation. Um, we lost one of the game's best. And, you know, what Kobe has left behind is is guys to, to follow what he's left, the tutelage. And, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll reflect on the next generation of, of basketball players. Yeah, absolutely. One one of those next generation of guys, Jason Tatum, talked so much about, and we know Jason Tatum trained with Kobe, was getting close with Kobe, and he talked after, uh, or talked today about just how difficult this week has been and how how surreal it was and how crazy it was. He had twenty point six rebounds in this one. Gordon Hayward twenty five eight and three for the Celtics. Marcus Smart twenty one points six assists off the bench. He's five of ten from three in this game. Been a really really accurate three point shooter as of late. Jalen Brown eighteen points seven rebounds. Kemba Walker with thirteen points on thirteen shots for the Warriors side of it. D'Angelo Russell twenty two points five assists. Alec Burks had eighteen off the bench. Uh, Celtics turned over twenty two times in this game. Still won. It's the Warriors fifth loss in a row in the final game of the night kings 124 clippers 103 in los angeles it's the first game at staples center uh since the passing of kobe bryant on sunday clippers had a video tribute for kobe uh gianna and all of the victims uh in a video narrated by paul george clippers usually block the retired jerseys they did not cover kobe's jersey tonight uh which is just a great move no Kawhi leonard in the in this one he was a late scratch had back tightness paul george after missing nine straight games he's back and Trey, he was terrible. He had eight points on two of ten shooting, four rebounds, four assists, 21 made threes for the Kings, a franchise record in this one. They took control with a 36 to 14 second quarter to take the game over. De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox 34 points, eight assists, four steals, uh, career high night in scoring. Bogdan Bogdanovich had 15. Buddy Heald had 19 off the bench. Corey Joseph was 16 for the Clippers. Landry Shaman had 15. Montrez had 21. Lou Williams had 22.6 assists off the bench, but the Clippers could not close it out. Uh, could not really get close without Kawhi in this one. 
Trey, let's go to line of the night. We got some good ones. We got De'Aaron Fox with 34, 8, and 4. Uh, we got Bradley Beal with 34, 9, and 9. Trey Young with his 39 and 18. Ben Simmons with 31, 6, 5, and 4. Jokic, 28 points, 10 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 steals. Who gets your line of the night, Trey? I am going to go with the disrespected Bradley Beal. Ooh, that's a good one, man. Hey, he. I'm hoping we get a revenge tour. That's what I'm hoping. I hope we get the Damian Lillard revenge tour by Bradley. Or Bill. he asks for a trade. Yeah, or get to get to you know, get you the All Star game. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go with Trey Young. He killed the Sixers all night. 39 and 18 was a historic game. He was just fantastic. So that's going to get my line of the night. That's going to do it for today's show. Of course, we have other podcasts across the Athletic Podcast Network. Back to back, no dunks, tampering, hoops adjacent, House of Strauss, all that stuff. Plus the team specific shows. For don't forget to follow. Follow on the app. You get notifications when the new shows come out. That's it. Thanks for waking up with us. Get ready to read the snubs list. Get ready to yell at the weekend. Do all that good stuff. And Trey, hit me with the sign. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.